Hi, and welcome to Enriched Perspective with Mike and Talisha Wallace, where we seek to shift paradigms through the exploration of biblical principles. I'm Mike. And I'm Talisha. Welcome Welcome to to the the podcast. podcast. So hello, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Happy New Year to you, and we hope everything is going well. Today, we're just going to have a random conversation, just kind of talk about some things that's been on our minds and go from there. Happy New Year to you, Mike. Happy New Year to you as well, Talisha. Thank you so much. Um, just to, I want to mention that today, this episode actually is our 30th episode. Yeah, good job. Congratulations to you. Dittos. So we've been doing this for a little over a year now. So I want to personally thank all of our listeners and supporters and those that have come up to us and gave us some um, good feedback and just saying, hey, we listen. It means a lot to us. And I just wanted to say thank you for listening and really appreciate your support. Uh, definitely. So we don't get an opportunity to see all of the metrics, yeah. um, but the ones that we do have, which is the number of downloads, I think we've gotten to about over 1,300 downloads. Um, so thank you to everyone that has been listening. Um, definitely, if you have an opportunity, please feel free to reach out. We love feedback. We love to hear uh, what you have to say, if there's anything that we can improve upon, or if there's anything that you would like us to talk about, uh, we would love to hear it. Oh, well, yeah. How can they reach us? I don't know. You know all that information. Okay, so you can <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and there's a web not a website, not yet. Um, but email lifeinspiredproductions at gmail dot com. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, we definitely welcome that. So, thank you. Yes, thank you. Like yeah. I say, it's it's been a fun. Um, it's been a little bit stressful because. Definitely, we want to put out good content and yeah. want to make sure we're giving uh, the listeners something that they could think about, something that they can meditate on, something more importantly that would allow them to have a more enriched perspective. Yeah. So I have my favorites. I have some that I kind of like, oh, I'm glad that was done. But I do have some that I truly enjoy doing. So I, it's been a blast for me, too. I'm, I'm learning and growing, too, just from listening and preparing for it and sharing so i'm i'm enjoying the ride the experience uh ditto yeah so but today again we're just doing some random talk and just different things that's been on our mind 2021 was a interesting year but there was some scriptures that i would like to share that kind of helped me get through the year one of my favorites i have so many favorites but most of them were in psalms i'm just going to share like two or three One is found in Psalms 55, and it's verse 22, and it says, Cast thy burdens upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. And I love that scripture so much. Whenever you're having a bad day, take it to the Lord and just leave it there and know that he's going to take care of the situation. So that kind of helped me get through just different hard times or tough days. So that was comforting for me. Um, Another one. It's like just a constant prayer that I always have in my heart when I talk to the Lord. It's found in Psalms 119, and it's chapter 33. Um, it says, Teach me, O Lord, the way of the, thy statues, and I will keep it until the end. Verse 34, Give me understanding, and I shall keep thy law. law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Make me to go in the path of thy commandments, for therein do I delight. And I could keep going on, but I won't. So I, I found a lot of um, things that touch my heart that I could um, connect with in the book of Psalms. It just kind of helps in your daily life and different prayers. David was so good at putting his words together. So I love the book of Psalms, just how he talks to the Lord. It's like, I, I want to get like that. So I pull a lot from there. So that's just a couple that I use to help get through some things in my daily life or just, you know, stuff like that. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's I just highly recommend if you're having a bad day, if you're having a tough time, take it to the Lord. And if you want to know how to live according to the word of God, ask God, he'll show you. And then you can also listen to Enriched Perspectives. We can (laughs) (laughs) plug, plug. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's a little bit about how 2021 went. Looking forward to seeing what happens in 2022. Yeah, uh, 2021 was definitely uh, a year of a lot of transitions, a lot of change, a lot of stuff personally and spiritually going on um, that moved me, at least 
to grow, uh, forced me to, to grow up in a lot of areas and to just take more responsibility and more ownership of, you know, my salvation and, and my faith mm-hmm. um, as opposed to really relying on others to uh, spoon feed or to kind of do all the heavy lifting and you just kind of go along for the ride. Yeah, It's kind of funny. Like say you, you can be um, saved or you can be in a place for a very long time, but you don't realize like you really are coasting uh, for yeah. lack of a better way of saying it because you get so accustomed to you know the rudiments and the rituals and just the the um what what do I want to use the the repetitiveness mm-hmm. of what you do yeah. um till you forget some of the the little things and they're not really little but the 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 things that you should and could be doing that will truly allow you to continue to grow and to continue to mature um in the way that God would have you to so yeah um that was a lot of 2021 um, just taking a, a step back and really um, becoming more intentional yeah. in what I do and just the things that I take in and, and how do I apply them to my life in general, not just on the, the spiritual side, but also the natural side, which they should be blending together. Yeah, that's, that's nice. Like you say, you don't want to just go through the motions, but you're actually being enlightened to, hey, you know what? I can do better in this area. Oh, I can do better right here. I didn't know I was slipping right here. Or you just be coasting along, so that's that's really good. Yeah, it's pretty easy to to coast. Like I said, you just get used to it. You have things that you do, mm-hmm. and after a while, it just becomes a routine and it becomes a habit. And yeah. that's all it is. It's just something that you intrinsically do, but not a lot of thought is put into it. But just being able to uh, recapture some of the the thinking behind the things that I do, yeah, which has been you know exciting. Well, so how about you? What's what um, scriptures or what have you been thinking about lately? What's on your mind? Yeah, I don't do individual scriptures anymore as much as <laughs> you do. See, you be doing the whole scholar scholarly stuff. Yeah, I, mean, I, just, I think about concepts and more principles than I do a particular verse. Um, um, that's where in a lot of the different topics that we were talking about, um, it's more of a concept. I've thought about um, over the course of the year. I don't know if I had anything that really caught my attention the most throughout mm-hmm. the year is really the story of Joseph, which is something I've always kind of gravitated to. Yeah. And just getting a, a better understanding of kind of how that story went and how it goes. Yeah. Um, also, say just look at that. Um, just how you position yourself for yeah. success is another yeah. uh, big piece. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, at least spending uh, quite a few years uh, going about it, what we would call the right way. Yeah. Uh, you know, putting your head down, working hard, doing what you're told, those kind of things. But at the same time, it's like kind of missing some of the key elements of what it really takes to be successful, uh, not just naturally, but spiritually as well, like I mentioned. Yeah. Uh, but just really uh, taking a more concerted or putting forth a more concerted effort into being successful and blending both my natural and my spiritual walk. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, for me, I am in a position of leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, so trying to, and learning how to become a better leader, um, learning, uh, which is something we was talking about the other day, like learning to serve mm-hmm. um, instead of looking at it as a, a means or opportunity to be served. I was yeah. reading a book, I think it was yesterday or the other day, talking about motives by um, Pat Lincioni. Mm-hmm. And it was talking about why do people want to be, he was talking specifically about um, CEO, okay. um, how people want to take on the, the title of a CEO and they see that as the, the ultimate prize and that's the kind of the reward for all of their hard work and for all of their effort and all of their diligence. You know, and they get there and they like the, the benefits of the role, but they don't really want to do what it takes to fulfill the actual role itself. Yeah. There's a lot of dirty work involved, a lot of uh, self-sacrifice a lot of um, serving more than mm-hmm. being served mm-hmm. uh, when you do it the right way. A lot of tough conversations, a lot of doing things that people just can't do because they don't have the authority, they don't have the position, right. and don't want to do because it makes everybody involved uncomfortable yeah. and there are tough decisions involved. But um, really embracing that and wanting to be a better leader, um, yeah. not just for my own benefit, but really for the benefit of others and learning how to serve yeah. uh, I think we were talking about this a little bit in our previous episode about ambitions. Yeah, I was just thinking that. 
and it was talking about like we got towards the end we didn't really get too far into it but yeah. uh, one of the keys to spiritual ambition if you really want to succeed mm-hmm. if you really want to move higher if you want to be great so to speak if you want to be chief then you have to learn how to serve right. and serve with a pure heart with the right intentions right motives and that's not always easy yeah because we're so accustomed to the way that our culture um depicts leaders are the ones that's being served mm-hmm. uh, they're the ones that you know have people bringing them a cup of water you know say give a prophet a water god's water name a prophet you receive a prophet reward right it's, you know everything is about um how do we cater to the leaders yeah and how do we make their lives easier so they can lead quote quote and direct us mm-hmm. you know but it's it's about making them comfortable and making them um accommodated right. as opposed to the leader being the one that's uncomfortable the leader being the one you know that's uh, going without the leader being the one that's kind of taking the the front end or taking getting one in the front of the battle you know taking the arrows for everyone else mm-hmm. and just kind of flipping that paradigm a little bit especially in corporate yeah like I say it's it's it is a reward for hard work it is a reward for for doing well it is a reward for demonstrating competency but at the end of the day there's greater levels of responsibility and it's not just to yourself mm-hmm. but it's also to others as well yeah that's what I was thinking about I was like well I, I was just about to ask you like well if they've done all the hard work they've done all the hard decisions they've took all the hits they're on the front line shouldn't they get a cup of water I'll be you know well, yeah, but the reward for doing all that is you get it more. <laughs> <laughs> you must be doing pretty good then. Yeah, but that's biblical too. Yeah. Like when you look at the, uh, the parable about the talents mm-hmm. and say they did well with the little that they have and they got more work. It wasn't that you got less work or you, you were given a, a break or reprieve. It was like, well, if you could do this, then let's see if you could do some more. Yeah. And that goes back to the, the pruning and it goes mm-hmm. back to kind of the, the purging of the branches. I think it's the parable about uh, us being the vine or be, we being the branches and Jesus being the vine. How we grow fruit and then he purges, mm-hmm. purge the branches so that we could bring forth more fruit. Right. We talk about that 60, 40, 60, 100 fold or 30, 60, 100 fold. Mm-hmm. I mean, that comes from, you know, not only producing, but then being sown back into being tilled again, being planted again, being watered again so that you can produce even more. So everybody, we love producers. Yeah. Love winners. Yeah, but we love individual producers and it, we love to be, sorry, individual producers and individual winners because it's immediate reward. Like mm. If I do well, um, as an example, if I if I knock out knock a project out of the park, mm-hmm. you know, if I really kill it, I come in under budget, I come in before time, and I exceed expectations as far as uh, what I was planning to deliver, as far as features and functionality. Oh, I get a big bonus. Yeah. Now that's for individuals. Okay. When you talk about a leader, okay, I got five or six different people or five or six different teams that deliver an entire product. One one of them can do well and the other one can fall short, you know, and at the end of the day, the entire project fails because, you know, we all didn't meet our targets. Oh, okay. The individuals, you know, that did well, they can still say, well, I did good, but as a lead of the entire team, I had to take the hit for everybody. I have to be able to, you know, pull up or promote the ones that did well and tell, you know, give them the accolades. But the ones that did bad, I have to be able to cover and also encourage them and help them be able to do better. So is that the serving part? That's absolutely the serving part. And I don't get no credit for anything but the failure. Oh. If it fails, I get credit. If it goes well, I got to give the credit. Hmm. And that's something that we're not used to, especially individual contributors. I mean, if it fails, I, I own it. Because mm-hmm. it failed because I did something or didn't do something. Right. If if I succeed, I own it because I did something or didn't do something. Whereas as a leader, it's like I didn't do anything per se. My team did it. Mm-hmm. But if it succeeds, I give them all the credit. If it fails, I take all the blame. So and you're I, responsible for everybody. Everybody. The entire the entirety. So and, so you're serving them and how's that serving though? I mean I'm, how is that serving? Because you, you covering them? I'm covering them, them. Supporting them. I'm submitting myself to them, to the, to the work and to to their success. Like mm-hmm. I say, my goal is for them to succeed, and I have to do whatever is necessary to help them to do that. So out the deal, all you get is a cup of water. Sometimes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, but it ah. is my responsibility as a leader 
to make sure that they're successful. And I have okay. to do whatever is necessary to help them succeed. Sometimes it's finding appropriate training. Sometimes it's finding the right mentors. Sometimes it's putting them on the right projects and the right tasks. You know, I still have to push them. I still have to challenge them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's even firing them. Sometimes Ooh. the best thing I could do for you as your leader is to fire you and to free you so that you can go find a, a, a more aligned opportunity for you. Wow. Maybe this isn't the best place for you. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to challenge you when you do during doing things that, you know, may not be work related, but it's still causing conflict. You know, I have to resolve those conflicts. You know, I have to address them. Wow. It's a challenge. Wow. And when you talk about being a leader and you talking about serving you know, in that role mm -hmm. and everybody looks at it as, okay, everybody just do what I say, you know, and whenever I say jump, when I say jump, you jump, you know, mm -hmm. whenever I say run, you run, don't question me, don't, don't challenge me. And it's like, in all reality, you kind of want them to question you. Mm -hmm. You want them to challenge you because you don't know everything. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's another part of it. Mm -hmm. So when you come into leadership, learning that you're not the smartest person in the room or you don't want to be. Because okay. if you're the smartest person in the room, then you didn't build your team right. <laughs> oh, boy. Ooh, watch out now. Uh, because oh. all reality is what makes you strong is having people that are smarter than you, that are more capable than you, you know, and you put them in the right positions, and you know how to coordinate everything. You know how to keep everybody aligned. You know how to keep everybody moving in the right direction, in the same direction. Mm -hmm. And this is both naturally, spiritually, at work, at home. Um, we talk about fathers. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, reason why there's so much turmoil in the home is because fathers have that mindset. Like, uh, I'm the one in charge. Everybody yeah. just do what I say mm -hmm. when I say, but Dad, what you say was stupid. You'll get knocked. Oh, <laughs> you say that within. You don't say you that You don't say that out loud, but <laughs> that's what you're thinking. And then you can tell by the look on your wife's face that what you said was real stupid. Oh, Lord. And she's trying to be respectful to you and to show you honor in front of the children so mm -hmm. that, you know, you don't want to be disrespectful. But if we don't have the right mindset as leaders, if we don't um, have a servant's attitude and heart, if we don't take the biblical approach where if yeah. we're going to be chief, if we're going to be the ones in the front, if we're going to be the ones standing right. out, you know, if we're going to be the man, then we have to be the least. We have to wow. serve. We have to be the one that's last. Wow. You know, and this from the standpoint of we shouldn't be the one that get everything first. I think there was another book that said leaders eat last. I forgot who that was by. Mm -hmm. I think it was Simon Sinek. But understanding that as a leader, everybody else is more important than you. Wow, that, that sounds like you have to be you have to have the, the right ambition and motives to be <sighs> to be a good leader, not just a leader, but Absolutely. just be that that one that it sounds you got to be humble. Absolutely. And wow. You're, and the, the challenge is, is usually most people assume that leaders elevate or they get elevated off the back of their, you know, subordinates. Right. But in all reality, it should be other way around. The subordinates are elevated off the back of their leader mm -hmm. because the leader is the one pushing them. The leader is the one driving them. The leader is the one challenging them. The leader is the one while they're doing all those things. They're also promoting them. They're the mm -hmm. one talking them up to other leaders and, to, and finding those opportunities where they can shine as individual contributors or giving them those opportunities where they can expand their capabilities, you know, so that they can get the visibility that they need to go to the next level. Yeah. And again, this is everywhere, yeah. whether it's at church, whether it's at home, whether it's in the, in the business. If you begin to do these things, like I say, you realize that being a leader, like I told you the other day, it sucks. Sometimes yeah, and I'm like, don't say that. But it really does. It has a sucky element to it. Ugh. I'm just speaking yeah. realistically. I just could not accept that. But then I, as you kept talking, I was like, oh, okay. Everybody's critical about everything that you do. Everybody's assuming, you know, that you have the wrong motives. And it takes a long time for you to really gain or, you know, get the heart of the people. And they understand, like, that you really are coming from a good place and you really are trying to push them to be better mm -hmm. versions of themselves, not just for the sake of the business, not just for the sake of the family, but the sake for the sake of you as an individual as well. Mm -hmm. And those things take time and it takes a lot of uh, toiling in order for you to get to that point. Now, when you get there, I mean, you have you can have a great team, you can have a great dynamic, you, mm -hmm. know, you can accomplish a lot of great things, but it, it takes time to get there. And sometimes we're not willing mm -hmm. to walk through that journey. Like yeah. 2020 to 21 for me was like starting to walk through that journey in a different light. Yeah. So I've been leading, 
you know, for quite a while, you know, I had other responsibilities at different jobs that I've had. And this one that I'm in now, a little bit different. And I've tried to take what I've learned, mm-hmm. <laughs> the mistakes that I made yeah. <laughs> from my other jobs, yeah. you know, leading and, and being immature in my thinking of what it meant to lead, you know, and bringing it over into this space and trying to take it and really now apply the, the lessons learned, mm-hmm. you know, and then also gain some more um, better lessons, you know. Because, again, wow. when you talk about leading, it is important. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been thinking about. It's critical, yeah. to your point. That's and it's also a very um, tedious or touchy environment or touchy kind of place to be in yeah. uh, any space. Mm-hmm. Like I say, we talk about work, but realistically speaking, at home, um, leading is another you know, thing that doesn't get dealt with enough. Yeah. Um, and that's why you have so much turmoil. Because young men, unfortunately, aren't being taught how to be leaders in their home. Um, Young women, on the other hand, (laughs) are, you know, being thrust into the leadership role in the home. And Mm -hmm. that takes things out of balance. Um, When you look at things today, like I said, if you look at it biblically, the Bible talks about the husband is the head of the household. And then the wife, you know, is supposed to be the helpmeet for the husband. Mm -hmm. But the way that the world is going and has gone, you know, because you have so much dysfunction, for lack of a better way of saying it, um, whether it be having a two parent family, but the father is not taking the appropriate, you know, role. He's not setting the appropriate example for the son, you know, whether he's abusive, whether it be physically or whether it be emotionally or whether he's lazy, you know, and the son taking those cues, he's very passive, you know, and passive and quiet and humble are not the same thing. No, (laughs) just because I'm humble, just because I'm quiet doesn't mean I'm passive. And just because I'm passive doesn't mean I'm humble and quiet. Uh, You got to know the difference between the two. But because you're not getting that appropriate example or Mm -hmm. in a lot of cases, you don't have that example. You don't have a father in the home. So you're taking all your cues from your mother. Yeah. You know, and and unfortunately, like I say, a lot of cases, she's working a lot. Yeah. Because she has to provide and because Mm -hmm. she doesn't want you to lack or to suffer lack she gives you everything yeah you know and as a man i'm speaking as a man it's not good to give a man everything mm-hmm. it, it's it's good it's necessary to make them work for it to mm-hmm. make them earn it yeah. to take for them to take on that responsibility for them to learn how to be accountable yeah. for them to be pushed you know to take ownership and be the masters of their own destiny as opposed to waiting for someone to give it to them right because you see so many mm-hmm. young men waiting for somebody to give it to them and so many young women who takes their mother's cue and they go at it they go for it mm-hmm. i mean they work hard yeah i mean they'll work two three jobs they'll they'll go to college you know they'll do whatever they need to do to be successful yeah and you've seen that kind of just flip mm-hmm. it used to be that the man was the one that was had that mindset but now it's it's the women mm-hmm. and now you bring that into the dynamics of a home and now you got an interesting mix for sure then you have to be careful too when you get like this like you say the single parent homes and say the mother has been scorned true and she'll she'll teach her son how she wanted her man to be or like or she'll treat him in a different way like she takes away certain elements that is needed for him to be a man absolutely not saying that he had to be you know like aggressive or mean or but just there's a there's a way that she spins what a man should be because she's mad or she wants to you know create this ideal of the perfect man you know yep <laughs> and her son and, and it just messes up all kinds of stuff and had the you know it just doesn't work out yeah it's so. kind of funny how women will will raise a man to be either too harsh yeah or too passive yeah that's what that's what i'm trying to say i can't get it out like that but yeah <laughs> so <laughs> just you have to be careful as a single mother like say maybe the man there's not a male and like maybe you had a bad divorce or maybe you had an abusive relationship mm-hmm. or just an absentee father is I think it's important for them to find those mentors or of, the, of what a a good man sh- is, you know, so they can have that example, not from a woman's point of view, because we don't, I don't know what it's like to be a man. I don't want to be a man. I don't want to. <laughs> that's True. just me speaking as a woman. Like I don't know what y'all go through. I don't understand how y'all are seeing how you see through your eyes, you know. So it's important that they get that from a male. Yep. As, yeah, as opposed to just do it like this, do it because like, you mad or what, you know, just yeah. And the same uh, thing for young women. Yeah, like say, if you had a single father trying to raise a girl, yeah, um, 
it behooves him to find a female uh, mentor for her yeah. uh, because there are just things that we just will not understand. Right. And there's things that we would just not be able to relate to right. and be able to walk you through mm-hmm. effectively. We could try, and I, I, I'm pretty sure that you would respect and appreciate our effort, yeah. but there still be things that are missing. Mm-hmm. And I understand pe- people um, say that you, you can get everything, but the reality is is you yeah. need both sides. You yeah. need the, the male perspective. Mm-hmm. You need the female perspective. Yeah. And it, that's biblical. That's, that's, what God, that's how God created us. Right. He created us male and female. He yeah. created husband and wife. Yeah. When you have a female and a female, it's off balance. When you have a male and a male, it's off balance right. it is not going to work right. i don't care how hard we try i don't care how we try to you know fix it and try to re-explain it and try to you know change and reassign the roles but at the end of the day what's written is written and god did it that way for a purpose yeah. like you look at genesis the second chapter and it talks about he made woman for man he mm-hmm. said it's not good for man to be alone mm-hmm. he said i will make him a help me right Every animal, every beast that was created had someone after his kind. So not only could they procreate, but they had somebody that they could relate to. Right. And somebody that was not the same as them. Exactly. You know, and but man was by himself. Man mm-hmm. was alone. And God took woman out of man. Mm-hmm. Now, nowadays, man is made by the woman, of course, because women are the ones that have the children. Speaking of sidebar, I saw this thing where this person tried to. It's 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 so it's so bizarro world these days. It's a woman wow. who had a gender reassignment, so to speak, but she didn't take away all her woman parts. Got pregnant by another dude. And then got mad because they said it was a woman that got pregnant because she wanted to be called a man. Wow. Wow. Really? But these are the, this is the, the times in which we live and this is wow. the, the the deception in which we live in where there is no clear um, mm-hmm. view of what it is to be a man, what it means to be a woman. Everything is so mixed and so yeah, perverted. perverted and polluted. Yeah. So is is it's a it's a challenge and we're trying to teach our children you're trying to, to um, help your un- children understand what it means to be a male what it means to be a female what it means to be a man what it means to be a woman mm-hmm. and when you're fighting against a lot of different voices and a lot of different um, influences and spirits in this world today mm-hmm. in the past it was kind of behind closed doors you know right. in the background yeah. wasn't really um pushed or promoted mm-hmm. nowadays it's everywhere yeah. and yeah. It, it's a small community, but it's a very, 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 very loud voice. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about leadership, you know, when you talk about um, the dynamics of the home, we talk about the role in the home. And say having to go back to the really the Bible yes. and really understand what the Bible says about all this is so crucial. Mm-hmm. Like I say we look at leadership everywhere else. Like I was saying, like for me, leadership at work. Um, leadership mm-hmm. in the church community but when you come back down to the, where it really matters the most which that's, is at the home that's where everything starts like, but that's where it's so messed up yeah, that's where it's, it's so out of um sorts mm-hmm. like i say you have women taking on the role of husband see and they want to be husband i've heard that before too oh, wow. and you say well that's just in the the homosexual community eh, it's in the it's heterosexual community as well where you have women taking on the role of husband and mm. husbands taking on the role of wife. Mm. And it's unfortunate. And, and it's not because she works. It's not because he stays at home. There's, there's more involved <laughs> in that yeah. conversation. Yeah. It's who is truly the head of household, who mm-hmm. is the one that's leading, who is the one that's protecting, who is right. the one that's guiding. Um, that's that's what the man is supposed to do. That is his responsibility as husband. Right. You know, and it's funny how, and again, I'm talking a lot, but it's funny how when women get into situations where they feel vulnerable or they feel less than or inadequate, mm-hmm. then they turn to, you supposed to be the man. It's like, but you've been taking over my role for the last, I don't know how long, and mm-hmm. now you want me to just jump back into it, you know, like Superman and, and take over and make everything right. And then when it gets right again, get back. I got it now. Mm-hmm. It's like, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. And we have to allow each other to be who we're supposed to be. Right. Like husbands have to be allowed. And you say, you ain't got to allow me to do nothing. Yes, yes, she does. Because that's what submission is. 
mm-hmm. I'm allowing you to lead me. <laughs> Just in case go. you was wondering. There you because go. I can tell you right now, if she don't want you to lead her, you ain't. That's true. You supposed to obey me. You supposed to respect me. Good luck with that, bro. If she doesn't submit herself to you, you ain't getting none of that. Mm-hmm. You both have some to submit one to another. You both have to be willing to work with each other, yeah. understanding both of your roles and your responsibilities within the home. Who cooks and cleans? Who cares? Right. You know, who wash the dishes? Who cares? Who does it? Who cares? But there's still order. Yeah. There's still a role that mm-hmm. must be played. Right. And it must be, you know, uh, what's the word, inhabited mm-hmm. by the husband and by the wife. Right. That's true. No matter how we try, it's like we, we can't get around yeah, it. God and set that up in the beginning. He, he, he had said that all he had that order. And the reason, like you say, it's out of order is because the enemy comes in and tries uh-huh. to pervert the word of God. You don't have to do it that way. Don't you, God don't want you to, it's, you can do whatever you want to do and it'll all work out. Like, say, no, and, it won't. And you see where all the kinks and cracks start happening and then it's a big old mess. And you're like, well, you know, then you try to point at God. No, you're out of you're out of the word of God. You chose to reject the Lord's um, commandments and, and his instruction, his, his order. And then you want him to bless your mess. And it ain't going to happen. And again, especially in our community at times, like the things that we use to help or define how order or the pecking order of the home is income. Mm. And that's not good because, again, right. it goes back to that ambition thing. Yeah. Why are you so ambitious? Well, I don't want nobody to tell me what to do. Yeah. I want to be the one in charge. Yeah. You know, if I make the most, then I have the most, I have the loudest voice. And that's mm-hmm. not the way it's supposed to be. Right. Like I say, at the end of the day, as a husband, I'm, I'm talking as a husband, mm-hmm. I have the heavy responsibility and it's not fun of making the final decision and owning it. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned before, if it goes well, I give credit to everybody else, mm-hmm. but if it goes bad, that's on my shoulders. Yeah. Like if if we make a bad deal, even if I got my wife's consent, and even if she was one hundred percent with me, at the end of the day, we both know that it was our decision. Mm-hmm. But outside the home, if somebody gonna talk about somebody, they are gonna talk about me. Mm-hmm. It's like you're not gonna talk about my wife. You're not gonna push her down, or you're not gonna speak ill of her. You're not gonna say nothing negative about her. It was my decision. Mm-hmm. I own that. But then wives, wives supporting will be like, you're not going to talk about my husband. Exactly. You know, we made, we came to this together. You're exactly. not going to, you know, so we, if, if that balances, if that's, if you're unified, I should say. Absolutely. If we're one as God wants us to be, we have each other's backs. Yep. And because you trust me, like I said, there are those yeah. times where we might not come to a full agreement, yeah. but because of the trust that I've gained from you over time, working with you, mm-hmm. making good decisions you being able to see that I have the best interest of the family at heart, you submit yeah. or you relinquish, you know, your decision and say, well, I don't know. I'm not 100% comfortable, but I trust you. Yeah. I'll go with what you say. Because I'm trusting that you are trusting God. Absolutely. So it's like, okay, I'll put my trust in you because I'm trusting that you're talking to the Lord and mm-hmm. you're going to do what he tell you to do, you know. And if there is a disagreement, I have to be humble enough as husband to be able to take a step back, listen you know, yeah. and intent and not become a, a brawler or not become like mm-hmm. domineering and say, who's going to do it my way or else? Because you got to remember everybody is impacted. Mm-hmm. You know, every, and it's your responsibility as the leader of the household to gain alignment. Mm-hmm. You are responsible for making sure that there's alignment from the top all the way down to the bottom. Yeah. And a lot of times where we run into problems is there is such a great misalignment in the household, we was talking about ambition. Yeah. But there's so many other things beyond ambition that are misaligned. Right. And you got the husband going in one direction, mm-hmm. you know, thinking that everybody just following him. And then you got the wife, on the other hand, going in a completely different direction. And because yeah. she has control, like, over the children, and influence, because she has influence. the influence, <laughs> you know, they're listening to her voice. Yeah. You know, and, and you might have one or two that might be gravitating to daddy. And you got one or two gravitating yeah. to mama. And now you got confusion and you got War. dysfunction in the home because they not listening to mama because she's saying some what daddy didn't say and vice versa you and know then they'll start playing in between the, the two of you absolutely mm-hmm. but like we was again this is just random conversation right mm-hmm. <laughs> just stuff i'll be thinking about because again i'm getting towards the tail end of all of this um the parenting part for sure 
Yeah. Um, but still have marriage to, to work through and continue mm-hmm. to build on, like going through a, a different phase of our marriage. But having been through it for so long, you know, having seen so many things, having experienced some stuff myself and learned. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm, I'm thankful for the family that I grew up in. I'm thankful for the teaching. I'm mm-hmm. thankful for the example um, that my dad set for me. Mm-hmm. Like I say, because if I didn't have that, I would have been a little bit of a mess because you just got your own ideas. You got your own thoughts. And I know my personality. Mm-hmm. So I needed that example in front of me. I needed someone showing me how to be humble, showing me how to, you know, not be so, you know, how to not be a brawler, but really yeah. have a meek spirit, be meek and be humble. And again, not soft, not passive, but just know, know when yeah. to step in, knowing when to pick your moments, pick your battles. You know, everything ain't worth fighting for. Letting some things go. Mm-hmm. You know, taking the backseat sometimes. Which again, those are things that as a man, if you don't have a male example, sometimes those things are hard to to grasp because that's yeah. not what you're being taught typically. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, no, I take, I own everything and whatever I say, go. You're going to do what I say or else. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get into these abusive relationships. Yeah. They think that they control everything yeah and that's not your responsibility that's not your role as husband yeah that's so true i'm grateful for all the examples i had of um being a wife as well with my mom watching her and just other other people other women in church other family members how they were with their spouses every every marriage is going to be different because everybody's different true but just learning learning the basic stuff where to to be Let's do a cooperative and learning to to yield and mold to your marriage, your your spouse, how to work with them. Just having that type of spirit goes a long way as opposed to just, well, this rule, do this, check. But no, just really getting to know your spouse, how we work, what we want. Like having, like you said, the ambition, like, okay, we both want this. And we're going to work together, not against each other to get where we're trying to go. So just having that spirit of humility, as you said. Um, wanting to work together having loving each other enough to take down sometimes say okay okay we're gonna go that whatever you want or i feel this way you know we support each other and listen to each other and, and make a decision so those things really do um have a huge impact on how your marriage will go you know yeah like we were talking the other day like we were really talking about like a woman's place oh yeah um that's kind of where a lot of this stemmed from mm-hmm. uh, just kind of around that conversation about what that looks like and what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And I know a woman's place is a very has a very negative connotation associated with it. Right. Um and we were talking about like of course single versus married mm-hmm. versus saint. And sometimes they try to take the married place and and kind of put it across everything. Yeah. But a single woman does not have the same role as a married woman. No. You know. Um and of course as a saint Again, when it comes down to gender, God said that we're all even. Right. Like he says neither male nor female nor Jew nor Greek. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the different things that were brought forward were in, as it related to the family dynamics. How should a husband be with his wife? How should a wife be with her husband? Even the one where it's talking about submission, it was talking about wives, submit yourselves to your own oh, husbands. Husband. And then he was talking about above that, submitting ourselves one towards another. I think it was another chapter. Mm-hmm. But it was really concerned with the dynamics of the family. Right. And it was very particular about, you know, what was the responsibilities and, and what was the the actions or the attitude that a wife was supposed to have, a husband was supposed to have, children were supposed to have. Right. Um, but when it came down to single people, you didn't say it, a ton. Because you, know, <laughs> you can have more time for God, more time for. That's really about all it said. Yeah. But there wasn't anything like she needed to submit to every man. Oh no! It says own husbands, wives, exactly. the own husbands. <laughs> so if you're married, mm-hmm. that's one thing. And, it, and even for a husband, if you're married, it's a, it's another world. It's another arena for you. When yeah. you're single, yeah, you have the ability to make, you know, individual or independent decisions. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever you want to do, because again, it's just you. 
if you want to go to college, if you want to commit yourself to a particular craft or whatever it is that you desire. And that's why um, Paul, like you were saying, he was talking about like to the ministry and different things. That's why he valued singlehood because it did give you a lot more freedom and flexibility for both the male and the female. Now the problem was, is you want to get some, I mean, (laughs) go to that episode. It's the episode we talked about. about Why do you, why do you get married or why do why would I? So that that comes into play, or you you don't want to be alone, but still you want to get some because you can have friends. Oh, but uh, anyways, that's a whole other episode yeah, that we had already. Yeah, we d- talked about that. Already. But because of that, you know, you marry, mm-hmm. and then when you enter into marriage, again, it's a different dynamic. But as a single individual, you have independence. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Don't have to ask nobody. If your you time ask, is your time. Your, time your, is money, your time. your money. Your money. Whatever. Yeah. But when you come into marriage. You're no longer independent. You are dependent. And I think it was a scripture in uh, First Corinthians. Yeah. The Niv version of it says, uh, what does it say? Nevertheless, in the Lord, woman is not independent of man, nor is man independent of woman. Now, it's funny how I say in the Lord. Hmm. Because you look at sometimes outside of God, like I say, in the world and in the culture today, like we had mentioned before, there's great independence, even though you have supposedly a codependent relationship. Right. Where husband, wife, twain shall now become one flesh, one. you know, not just in the bedroom, but you're supposed to be becoming one in everything. Right. That's why you take on his name. Mm-hmm. Now you come under his protection, his guidance, and now you have offspring together. Now right. you are tied, tethered. But because of the way that the world works, like I say, it's just a, oh, yeah. it's just a agreement. Like I say, we'll, we'll come together. We'll do what we do. I'm gonna do my thing. You do your thing, and we'll have very light overlap. Yeah. And it's something that's very pervasive because it makes sense to the world because you both coming from you know independent situations where you're doing your own thing. Yeah. And you don't want to stop the momentum momentum <laughs> of what you're doing. Yeah. And marriage <laughs> is honorable. Is honorable. But again, so, you don't want to stop the momentum of what you're doing. Is that how you say that? No, it's not. I'm not wait a minute. Like, <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Is that how you say that for real? Uh, momentum. Okay. I do know how to say it properly. Because like, I'm like, um. <laughs> <laughs> not the John Witherspoon. Anyways. <laughs> oh, Lord. But you don't want to stop what you're doing. He doesn't want to stop what he's doing. And now you're coming together and you're combining. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, is. You both can't continue at the exact same pace you've always ran at. Yeah. Not right away. You're going to have to slow down in some cases, most cases, all cases, to speed up. Yeah. Because there is an alignment that has to occur. And a lot of it is around role. What am I supposed to do? What is she supposed to do? You know, who's going to, you know, not do this or not do that? Who's going to... Who are we going to push? Who's going to take the back seat? You know, are we both going to be on Because you both can't hold the wheel at the same time. No. It's not somebody has to drive. So who who's going to drive? You know, all these questions after yeah. you get out of that, you're satisfied yeah. and you're no longer burning. Right. You know, now you, reality is setting in and mm-hmm. now you got to figure out how to actually cohabitate. Yeah. Now you're learning that I cannot, uh, hopefully you're learning that I cannot any longer be independent i can't do things independently now i have someone else i really do have to consider right and hopefully you were pulling all these um this examples and information as you were being raised hopefully there's good information and there's good examples yeah and then before you get married have these conversations but i suppose when you in that moment you ain't really thinking too too serious yeah but everybody (laughs) thinking about now these are the things what's your credit score how much yeah. debt do you have? Yeah. You know, uh, what do you make? What's your annual earnings? What's your 401k? All that stuff is like, okay, so what if I have a million dollars? What if I have a 700 plus or 800 credit score, but I'm a, some, <laughs> I ain't gonna say, it. you know, but I can't, I'm, I'm agreeable. I can't, you know, I don't yeah. work well with people. I'm, I'm mean. I wouldn't marry him then. Well, you don't know all that because you ain't really asked because I'm buying you nice things and I'm taking you out to eat. You know, we ain't really got to the, the meat of the matter. I don't know oh. you, your personality per se. I wow. know your bank account. I know your credit score. I know your financial health and I know your potential from a financial standpoint, but I don't know you. Mm. 
And when you talk about how the world does it, if you add sex into the mix, that just makes it even more complicated because now you off in a whole other space and you get lost in this, you know, this fantasy land of dating. Oh, Lord. And then when you get married, I was like, oh, I don't like marriage because that's the reality. <laughs> yeah. Now you really got to, how do I work with this person? How do I live with them? Okay. The money was good, but I didn't know he worked like 5,000 hours a week. Oh, well, Exactly. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know that he was a miser. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's a penny pincher. Yeah. I, I didn't know that, you know, a lot of things you didn't know because you wasn't asking the right questions. Yeah. You know, I didn't true. know he was, some people, women don't like men that are not aggressive. He's kind of passive. Mm-hmm. No, he's passive aggressive, so to speak. Yeah. You know, I didn't know that he was just letting me get my way because he liked me. But now that we in it, you know, now he has a strong opinion and he, he's not as, uh, uh, mendable as I thought he was. Mm-hmm. He showed it. <laughs> trap me. <laughs> right. Well, he didn't trap you. He just didn't ask the right questions. Yeah. And vice versa. I didn't know she was a hellcat. <laughs> like, what? Where'd that come from? <laughs> it was there all the time, baby. Like I said, I wanted somebody, and again, this is where we talk about, I wanted somebody to cook and clean, but. <laughs> right. Might not be so. Sanitary. You know? <clears throat> but. With the sanitary, like I said, it's one of those things where you don't always know everything about the person. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, like we mentioned before, it ain't the cooking and the cleaning and ironing because, quite frankly, I can do all that. Personally, I can do that stuff myself. Right. Um, but it's it's those other key attributes when it comes down to marriage. Yeah. Um, we mentioned like the three S's. Like you talk about support, you talk about serving, and you talk about submitting. Yeah. Like those things are the things that really are, in my opinion, very necessary ingredients for you to have a healthy, happy, wholesome um, relationship. Yeah. Um, because again, sure. men can cook, um, yeah. men can clean. Yeah. You know, and if that's the only thing that you see as your role and your responsibility, you might be at a at a loss. Yeah. You know. For sure. And I think it's limiting for you to assume that that's all she's good for. Yeah. You know, because again, yes woman is the weaker vessel but that's only related to physical strength yeah when it comes down to intelligence i don't think women in any way shape or form you know is behind men at all Mm -hmm. i know some extremely intelligent women Mm -hmm. i mean highly intelligent i know some very ignorant men yeah very ignorant (laughs) and we also don't want to miss the point for men y'all just not paychecks and a pair of pants exactly you know that's not fair Nope, because we have that same thing. We have this, the supporting, the serving, and the yeah. submitting um, that we're responsible for doing at a different level. Like I say, part of that supporting and serving is with with the providing the provisions mm-hmm. that we you know bring into the household. No, but there's so many other things that we should be doing to support yeah. you know our wives and support our children. Mm-hmm. You know, and to be a ser- of service you know to our family and our household. Like I say, yeah. that's just a portion of it. Um, But again, being there, being present, um, Mm -hmm. making sure um, that you're not just uh, existing. You you actually are engaged. You are involved. You're plugged Plugged in in, Um, to to the raising of your children is not just your wife's responsibility, but it really is yours as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Same way with the wives. Like I say, it's not just the husband's responsibility to provide. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, okay, some women do work outside the home. Right. And in in those cases, what you have should be just as much a part of what comes in and should be a part of the overall revenue Mm -hmm. as his is. But a lot of times what's acceptable is that a woman has her money and then the man, his money goes into the household. Mm-hmm. And I just personally don't agree with that. Yes. My wife is smiling at me real hard because, you know, I'm going to go into the landmine I know, a little I'm bit. Like, <laughs> let me hold my breath <laughs> on this one. <laughs> but in my opinion, again, my opinion mm-hmm. is that, like I said, if I'm working, you know, I'm bringing in everything that I have, which I should mm-hmm. as a husband, into the household and it's being used for the betterment. Um, for the elevation and for the advancement of us. Mm-hmm. Why is it okay for you to go get a job and just go blow your money doing whatever you want to do? Well, you know what they say. Your money is my money. My money is my money. Well, I've agree. heard that before. Like, oh, really? I don't. Mm. I, I just do not agree with that because. Tell me more. Again. <laughs> <laughs> you're over that. <laughs> How do I do that again? 
it's just not fair. It's like if I can't, yeah. it, it, I shouldn't. Now I understand it, in some cases where there are men that's taking their money and they go and they do whatever they want to do first, yeah. and then they bring the rest to that. That's wrong to me. That's right. that's extremely wrong. That's not how I was raised. Right. Or maybe you know. they just don't. They're not really good with money. Well, that too. They may be not good with money, but that's where again you have a help me. And hopefully yeah. you both aren't bad with money. Ooh. But if you are, then you go and you seek help. That's right. Again, you both recognize that we don't do too good in this space, so we need to find some something that would allow us to do better because we see it's impacting. And that's where I believe the husband's responsibility as the overseer of the household comes in. It's like if you see you're not doing well, mm-hmm. if you see that's not her capability as well, is your responsibility to go find some way to help develop, like I was talking about leaders, mm-hmm. to develop the skill set that you need so that you can be successful? Right. It doesn't make sense for you to continue because you're prideful in that way because you're hurting the family. And, and you don't want to do anything to hurt the family. You want to do whatever you can to help bring the family forward. I know there are some people that, you know, the husband does everything mm-hmm. as far as finances oh, yeah. or the wife. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I don't like that because, again, yeah. if something happens to yes. the husband or the wife, as you've seen. I've seen it. Like I say, they don't yeah. know how to, to manage. And now I left you at a disadvantage. I left you weaker. Yeah. And for me, I don't want to do that. If I'm here, if I'm not here, I want you to be able to be able to sustain life or to be able to move forward. Mm -hmm. As sucky as it is. Yeah. But the reality is, is you need to be able to move forward with me or without me. And that's as a leader. Again, that's one of those things. It's tough because, again, I might lose a great employee, but that might be the best thing for them as they continue to grow and develop. You know, but in this case, I'm talking about if somebody passes away mm-hmm. or if someone gets sick, mm-hmm. you know, you have to take on that other responsibility that you might not be as familiar with. Yeah. But that's where as a leader, husband, you're, you're supposed to be trying to, if you have it, instill it. If you don't have it, go find somebody that, where you both can get it. And if she has it, ask her to teach you. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Like, or she may be able to help you. Absolutely. And, yeah. and it's, it's not wise always to just and they say give her the money it's like that ain't wise if she yeah. don't know what she's doing yeah you know and vice versa if he mm-hmm. doesn't know what he's doing it's not wise for him and that's where that working together yeah. submitting one to another supporting each other serving each other sometimes you have to just be honest with yourself i suck yeah <laughs> i don't <laughs> I'm not know good. what i'm doing if you want to like you say right. move forward in advance you don't want me doing this exactly yeah well, we had that <laughs> yeah that's why i'm like i know exactly what you're talking about I'm like uh i'm supposed to do what with what and when by what way but yeah. once once you say okay this is what we're gonna do it's smooth sailing you yeah know? that was my responsibility yeah i was trying to at first like i'm just gonna give it to you and let you figure it out because that's know? what bring the check home right. man bring the check home like you better check on that check <laughs> <laughs> please you be like where's all the rent money where the light bill where um, we bought food and gas, and like, no, 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 this ain't working. Something right. <laughs> so hey, that's I like that. That's so true. But again, and that's where that those roles, like I say, you have to know what works. Like I say, you might have you know children, mm-hmm. and like I say, husband may be the better cook, yeah. but you got to understand he can't go to work and, and cook. cook. You know, so you have to find a balance there. Yeah. If you're not working, okay. Get some lessons. Learn, learn how, to, how cook. to cook. Ask him to teach you how to cook. And it ain't because you're the wife. It's because you're there. Yeah. And you 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 don't want to overload any one person. If mm-hmm. it was the other way around, if if you both were working, then it probably makes sense for you to share the burden of cooking, share yeah. the burden of washing and ironing or whatever it takes to to run the household. Yeah. Like I always laugh at you. Like look, say so you clean not because you want me to have a clean house, but you don't like a dirty house. No. So. You ain't necessarily cleaning for me. And I'm not the greatest cook, but I cook because I know you have have to eat. But it's not like I'm, ooh, I had this gourmet idea. I got to have the best pots and pans. Like, just cook something so we don't starve. But then (laughs) you look at me. I'm not not a a person that's, like, a foodie. Yeah. I'm not 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 going to get me. You like good food, though. Yeah, but you ain't going to get me because you can cook. Right. Because I'm not going to eat that much. Yeah. Like, I'm thick, but. I earned that over time. Okay. <laughs> the Mountain Dews. Well, whatever. Don't be, too, don't be putting my business <laughs> out of the streets. I'm just saying, you know. Anyways, we're going to move on from that. <laughs> Next so, topic. Right. 
try to cook for me would be a way to get my attention or to cause me to to, to endear yourself to me. Mm-hmm. But there may be other things, and that's where you have to know your companion. You have to take the time to understand them. Like as yeah. a husband, the Bible tells us that we're supposed to dwell with our wives according to knowledge. Mm-hmm. Understand, meaning we take the time, get to know them, figure it out what it is that, that they need from you. Yeah. Provide it. Yeah. And same way around. And they say, we, take the time, get to know him, figure out what he needs from you. Yeah. Provide it. Help me. Me. That was going to say. That's because we don't is. have everything. I don't care how smart you are. You got gaps. Yep. And it was more than just having babies. It's way more than having babies, which is yeah. another thing we was talking about the other day. Um, we're both transitioning out of, like I mentioned earlier, the baby or the children raising phase. Yeah. Our kids are much older. You know, we only have two that are really in high school. One's about to graduate here. Mm-hmm. And we were both talking about the, the switching of the, the roles. Yeah. Like you're talking about going away from, you know, being responsible for raising them and getting them from point A to point B because they're all about to be driving. Mm-hmm. You know, they got their own jobs. So you ain't, you know, they go get the food and they got so many, you know, deliveries. I'm like, man, who is it for today? Right. The doorbell ring. Between Amazon and Marcos. I mean, we. <laughs> <laughs> DoorDash. DoorDash. Like, uh, ain't no way. So they're pretty self-sufficient. Yeah. And now, like I said, you don't have that role or responsibility of, of rearing them in the same fashion that you did before. Yeah. Neither do I. Right. Like I say, we, I was taking them here and there to their different games and sporting events and being in the stands and going to the YMCA with them, spending time outside with them, you know, working just, through their homework and all this other stuff. And it's like, it just like swiftly came to an end. Yeah. And now so, you're trying to figure out, okay, what do I do next? Yeah. That's where I am now. And it's like, it's, it's exciting, but it's also scary. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's something that, again, as you grow older together, mm-hmm. as you've been working together, as you've been serving, submitting, supporting one another, you can have those conversations and you can see as we move into this next phase of life, now what is the need? Yeah. You know, and based on the new need and based on the new new normal, which we're going into, now we adjust. But it's that, that when you say the need, you mean like the need of the children or the need of, a, of us for each other or just over? Overall, overall, because yeah. it's, it, there's a need between us that's always been there, and you can serve it in one capacity, yeah. you know, and with the children in there, that adds complexity to it, because we have to include them in that conversation, and they're a bigger part of that conversation. But now that as we get to the second phase of life, where they're no longer a significant part of that conversation, yeah, that's a big chunk. But now we years. become the yeah. me and the you become the bigger part of the conversation. Like, how will we serve one another? Yeah. How will we support one another? You know, how will we continue to submit to one another as we go into this next phase? Yeah, I'm telling you, we are at a very interesting time in our lives. It's like, what yep. is happening? And it's it's uh it's fun, it's scary, it's exciting. Yeah. You know, most people go through this phase at the the front end of their marriage, and yeah. we're going into it at the kind of the tail end with yeah. a lot of knowledge. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's a lot of ignorance because right. we didn't have a long time to be just me and you. Right. But so we just jumped into it like, okay, let's go. Yeah. And now we're coming out the tunnel. It's into like, another tunnel. Into another tunnel. <laughs> So now I was like, okay, Lord, um, now what? What do we do now? So just once again, like you say, being pliable to be molded into what's next. Okay. And just being flexible. Okay. Now we'll just, okay, Lord, here we go. Yeah. And (sighs) again, we got the scriptures that Delisha had spoken at the beginning, talking about the ones she used for how she got through the year. Mm -hmm. Of course, me talking about leading. Yeah. um, Because that's been definitely a, a big portion of of my year and learning how to lead better but you are the leader of this household yeah but just so. again learn how to do that better how to be a better example and how to take the opportunities that i have in front of me and really maximize them yeah. and we talked about homes the roles roles mm-hmm. and things like that submitting submitting one serving. to another serving supporting um just uh being open to learning mm-hmm. and understanding that we all need to continue to learn and to yeah. grow um understanding that biblically there is there are roles mm-hmm. that that the male has the husband has right that the woman has that the the wife has yeah and we can't get around it and it's not like something to look down on somebody no. it's not like a under you know i don't know what the word is but like um like a lower class like 
No, a you're, woman is not a lower class citizen. Yeah. She's like not the lesser. Yeah, like all that. No, so. but at the same time, women are not the greater either, which yeah. is another thing that the society tries to push. Women are the greatest thing ever, and they're, and it, it is, it's at the expense of men. Yeah, well, I think, too, is because of how bad women were being treated. So they're trying to climb up out of that. I get that. You know, all that. So that's probably where a lot of that is coming from. I but get it may have just went too went far. Over, yeah. <laughs> to where it's like, we don't need men. Like, wait, hold on now. Mm. <laughs> and again, it's not necessary. Yeah. Again, it's kind of funny, and I'm going to close on this, but women didn't learn the lessons from watching men. Like you see how stupid we acted and some of the dumb things that we did and the ways in which we behaved. Mm -hmm. And instead of correcting and doing better, they just do the same thing. Hmm. I mean, if you look at how women move in a lot of cases, it's the exact same thing men have been doing for forever. And they say even, if men can do it, so can we. It's like, but why would you want to do that? That was dumb when we did it. (laughs) That's a good point. But because of the the Hmm. way society is and the way the enemy works and he tries to push us to exalt ourselves mm-hmm. you do the exact same thing that we did mm-hmm. expecting a different result at the end of the day like i say we we all have a place in the space mm-hmm. like i say we should be happy and we should understand that we are not less than yeah you know we are on equal footing but we do have roles and responsibilities that we must uphold mm-hmm. you know and if we do that well like i say there is a crown there is a, a reward not only in the life to come but in, in this life as well right so I think it takes courage to be a leader, yep. courage to trust in God, courage to trust in each other. But it, it, the outcome is, is well worth it. Well said. Well, that's our time. Thank you so much for listening. We hope this episode has further enriched your perspective. Until next time, I'm Mike. And I'm Talisha. God, God bless. bless.